Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, look. We're live. Holy Ooh. crap. Hey. Oh, hey. Whoa. Hey, world. How you doing? Wow. Hey. What is what? What? That's it. All right, good night, everybody. All right, good night. <laughs> that was actually a lot of fun. I'll be honest. I thought it was going to be a little bit less fun than that, but that would, I felt good about that one. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I feel really zen. Uh, you are zen. All right, let's do this. Let's just. What's this do? One second, I gotta clean that. Oh, you off. got a touchy screen. Yeah, yeah. It makes it easier to like mute people. I just mute. Oh, JD's talking. No, no, no. I, I don't. I, I have it started with muted. No, <laughs> not just kidding. I don't even have you on. All right. Let's see. When is this? Okay. Yesterday. You're good. When is this? Tomorrow. All right. Uh, hey, just so you know, I don't make this stuff up. I make up at least half of it. And the dog makes up all of it. You know, JD says I'm the smarts. Mainly because I'm the hearts. Yeah, and the dog is the farts. But today we're gonna find out. I am the heart, and he is the smarts. Or Definitely I, not. I'm the farts today. Uh, I think we're we're all trading off on the farts part. I know. I shouldn't have had that. I I had too much ice cream last night. Man, for me it's the tacos. Yeah, I want more ice cream. All right, let's get ice cream and tacos. Can we get taco ice cream tacos? Absolutely, we can. Or taco flavored ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in. So today, uh, J.D. and I have uh, decided to have a conversation about can you see yourself doing anything else? You know, because success in entertainment, believe it or not, is loving what you hate. Ooh. Have questions about how ridiculous that topic sentence is? Ask below. That's what the live show is for. It allows us a chance and an opportunity to speak with the audience. And, uh, you know, that's how it works. Anyway, let's get started. All right. J.D., you know. uh, Yes, Thomas. What is it you always wanted to do growing up other than be an AC salesman? You know, I growing up, I didn't know what I wanted to do up until uh-huh. uh, I, I discovered guitar. And then I kind of very quickly realized. When did you discover guitar? I was about 14. 14? How old were you? I was at least 13. <laughs> so was that like a year <laughs> older than 14? I mean, you're younger than 14? When? What? What? Mm. What if I'm 13 and you're only 12? Then I would say that's a really long 12 years. <laughs> I'm just saying. Time moves really weird in my head. You'd, you'd be surprised. So you discovered guitar when you were 14, and you're like, I want to play guitar for the rest of my life? It was probably about 15 or 16 when I realized that's what I wanted to do. Awesome. What did that mean to you? Um, the, 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 the concept to, uh, I want to play guitar for a living. As a no, as a fifteen or sixteen year old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not today. You're educated today, so I don't know about I, that. I want to know what you thought fourteen when you were fourteen. I five at least years ago. know half, one half thing more than when I was fifteen or sixteen. How but, old were you? Uh, fourteen and a half. Is that about twelve? It is actually. All right. Uh, to me, as a fifteen or sixteen year old kid, yeah, uh, I knew I wanted to just focus my uh my career efforts in the realm of making music making music but other than that i didn't really know too much because again i was a 15 16 year old kid who was like oh look i have feet does making music mean uh performing 
that was an that was an aspect of it that I wanted to do. Yes. But like, were you like, I want to make a living making music, or was it like, I want to make a living in the music industry? Uh, making music because I did not at that time realize just how, uh, how anything worked, and I didn't understand the depth of how the back industry, then. Back then, yes. Okay. I mean, still to this day, I, I, I still learn things just sitting in front of you eating breakfast. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I barely learn anything. Uh, Does that so get frustrating at times? Or you're just like... Every day. <laughs> uh, do you... Uh, when you were like, I want to make music, would you be happy today if you were just writing music and not necessarily performing and recording and stuff? And making a living just writing music? Uh... Making a living writing music? Well, yeah, because that was the question. I would I would be happy doing that. Yeah. You'd be like, all right, I'll write music. Even if it wasn't your music, like let's say it was like... Like someone said, hey, can you? I need you to write this. Like jazz or, or pop or rap or uh, anything. Would you care what it was musically? Now? Yeah. No, back then. Back oh, then. back then I definitely would have. You Would you be like, it has to be my music? Uh, Yes, because I was an uneducated, angsty teenager. All right. Who had a lot of frustration that needed to be uh, focused and understood what was going on. So let me ask you a question. Could you see yourself doing anything else other than uh, writing music that was yours only? Back then? Yeah. Uh, no, because I did not realize that that was an option, and I didn't understand what I was feeling or my thoughts or anything about life. So I was very narrow-minded back then. So you couldn't see yourself doing anything but writing your music? Back then? Yeah. Yes. And right, uh, how about now? Right now, I just like being able to play music, <laughs> but not I write have, it. Uh, and to write? Oh well, I mean, they are two different things. They are definitely two different yeah, things. Playing music and writing music are definitely not the same thing. Agreed. You know, it's like performing and recording are not the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. For me, I, at this point in my life, music mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form is. Music in any way basically brings me happiness. And if I'm able to work with music in some capacity, you know, I'm, I'm happy because I feel, I feel content w- with how I'm able to make sense of uh, my emotions, which music yeah. when I was a teenager is basically what helped me uh, personally handle like anxiety and like my struggles with mental health. But at this point I feel like I have that focus so that, I can now enjoy music in, you know, pr- most situations as it's presented. Because I also know at this point I have the freedom to do my own thing, you know, separately. I'm not really yeah. uh, dependent on other things in order to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, do you? When I say, can you see yourself doing anything else? Uh, do you mean like another career path? Yeah, I mean, like, could you see yourself doing anything other than music? And be happy. Like, I can't see myself being a, uh, you know, like, a lawyer. Yeah. But let me point as out As much something. as I like to argue. So this is why I believe this is terrible advice. Can you see yourself doing anything else? If you can't, then do what you want to do, right? Because everything JD said had to do with the uh, art side of it. It did. It had nothing to do with what the actual job of being a musician is. You know, writing music has nothing to do with the business. Performing music has nothing to do with the business. Uh, recording. Has nothing to do with the business. You know, just recently, uh, Paul McCartney recorded uh, Paul McCartney 3, and he can do that because he has such a strong brand and such a... His his company, 
the Paul McCartney company, is so huge that well in the pandemic, he's like, eh, I just recorded a whole album. And then people, other musicians are like, oh, I'll just record an album. I'll use my time wisely. And in their mind, they think they're doing what it is they love. They're like, I can't do I can't see myself doing anything other than playing music. And that's and writing and recording. That's my dream is I just this is this is it. But yet you have yet to answer the real question and not you in general, but you as in the royal you is like as a person, if you say to yourself, I can't see myself acting, I mean, doing anything other than than acting. That's not necessarily you choosing a career path. That's you choosing an art. That's you choosing a, an outlet, if anything, you know, because yeah. it's a creative outlet. You know, people who want to be writers, you know, the idea is like, well, I can't see myself doing anything but writing. But the, the, the truth of the matter, what's that guy that we were watching? Brendan, what's his name? Brendan, he, uh, he writes the, the, uh, oh, the uh, Bibles. Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> Brand, Brand, Brandon Sanderson. Uh, you know, much Bibles. He, uh, he does not write books for a living. All right. He does other things. And then he's allowed to write the books and he gets paid because for it. Because he does it. his job. Yeah, he does his job. What you do is not your job. It just isn't. In fact, he's also a professor. Yeah, but if I remember correctly <laughs> uh, from what he was saying in yeah, go those videos, like, yeah, he's he not saying? dependent on the, the professor job. He said, doesn't matter. I'm, I was just saying that like one of his one of the things that you um, always uh, teach is if you're able to give back, you know, do so. Like, yes. Even though just listening to some of what he was saying, he doesn't necessarily uh, at least in those introductory mm-hmm. introductory videos, he doesn't really give a lot of uh, detail. Agreed. But his his motivation for stake uh, sticking with that class is because he felt that that class for him was really important. Yeah, he wanted he to keep the class alive, and he wanted to keep the class alive. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I think that motivation is, uh, you know, is, is a pretty good motivation. Yeah, you think so? I think so. So you think he does that job because he wants he does that because he wants to keep that class alive? I mean. If I'm going by just what I heard him say, then yes. All right. Do you think there's a chance that he's uh, honing assistants, <laughs> potential uh, mentees, uh, people he could bring under his wing, but, you know, maybe guide in the right way and get some kickback from that? Maybe he has a large circle of influence where he can say, I see potential in this person, so I'm going to do an introduction. That introduction leads to more value to his career and Which success. is an expansion on that class. If that class didn't exist, he wouldn't have... It's not about the class, though. That environment. It's, it's not about the environment. Is it about building the relationships? Everything you do it must is... Must affect everything, everything you, you do. do. Which he's, I understand. He's not doing it to keep that class alive. He's doing his job unbeknownst to himself. Mm. He does not realize he's doing his job the same thing with writing if he just wrote all the time which he does he doesn't necessarily have a career in fact i believe if we remember it took him like 10 years before his first real book came yeah. out he said he had like 14 novels before he even had a chance right he said most of them he didn't even like try to submit he just had them he just had them he yeah, was just but writing that's also something else that you've pointed out many many a time you know it takes you know on average five to ten years before anyone gets there quote unquote big break yeah you know and that's a whole other conversation uh, what i'm trying to get to is that uh you know even someone as uh, successful as him, he's still doing a job that has nothing to do with writing. Right? The job rewards him the ability to do as much writing as he does. Yeah, and what does that actually mean? Rewarding means that it, it financially rewards you, right? Your job financially rewards you to do the thing you do passionately. However, what else is it doing? 
if you i'm sure he has investments i'm sure he's increasing his uh his flow of income passively you should ask him he's invested into doge in doge but even his books if he made if he only made 20 percent of his sales one hardcover book is 40 bucks so you know he's making what eight dollars on the book and if Pretty he much. sold a uh, hundred thousand copies he just made 800 grand right you know what That's i'm saying a lot of money uh, i'm and he's a bestseller and then of course he has his audiobooks now that money fuels him to keep writing he doesn't have to stop writing to go make money because he's created a foundation and a corporation and a company that ultimately influences the ability to write but writing does not afford him that right because he had to build a brand. He had to build a name. And what does that mean? Let's say he finished his first album, uh, first first book, novel. <laughs> his first Bible. And it got published. I'm sure they gave him a, a stipend or some sort of money up front where they were like, hey, Cause that, he has if, a dowry. If I, if <laughs> <laughs> Four hens and a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> And he was uh, like, great, I'll take it. I could, I, I I could definitely eat the hen. <laughs> yeah, right. But you said, if I remember correctly, yeah. the process, for, if you do get picked up by a publisher, is that like they'll sign you to like a, I guess like a, a certain amount of books? Well, options, but yeah. Uh, that's that's it's the I same think. thing as a record label. And then they give you like the, the money up front to be like, here. They'll give you the money up front for the first book, and that'll basically be... Um, you know, they, they go, hey, here. Live off of this and write. Yeah. and that, But most people go, oh, I could get a car. And they spend half of it. <laughs> or they buy a house. <laughs> you know, and you just, it's it's not a it's not a smart move. It's not a good business move. However, he's getting paid for books. And then he gets paid once that money is uh, recouped. He'll get paid on, on a book after that. For every book after that. However, they put him on a press tour. And they made him do all these things where someone like Stephen, uh, what's his name, King, he won't do it as much. And, you, you know, he's very, like, anti-interview, anti-this, anti-that. And he can be now. But when he was starting, there's no way he did not have a – I mean, there's literal footage of him being interviewed. Yeah, no, there's, like, a whole bunch of stuff when he was, like, younger. younger. But I feel like – how old is he now? Like, 80-something? Like, at it this point, doesn't like, matter. he doesn't need to. And he's like, <laughs> I don't want to get out of my house. I'm just Stephen gonna, King, no one cares. I care. Well, yeah. Uh, Stephen King, greatest writer of his generation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that and that's what I mean. Like when someone says, can you see uh, yourself doing anything else? You know, and then you say, no, I, 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 I need to be acting or writing or doing music. You're being misled and misdirected, you know, because that's the second part of our statement. You know, ultimately, well, I success think, in entertainment is loving what you hate. I think the, there, mm-hmm. there's a mis direction with that it's like Mm -hmm. people in any career you pick there's always going to be things that you have to do because that's the real job and then like the the fun part of whatever career you have that's the reward for doing your job so i think the question is more of like can you see yourself in this career well it it it, yeah can you see yourself doing what you hate to make sure your career grows you know and the things you hate a different question though no no because, you know, you there. if you choose a career, there's things you have to do. Agreed. And you're not going to like everything you have to do. Agreed. So if you can see yourself doing things you hate to build your career, then you will be able to do what it is you love doing. And you have- With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. have to make that choice, and I think it shouldn't be, can you see yourself doing anything else? So we're looking at the question completely literally and not, like, philosophically. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Because then I, I agree with you. That's a terrible question. Because I'm a consultant. <laughs> then that is definitely a terrible question. It's a terrible question, right? And uh, the thing is, I, I say you should look at a career and say, am I willing to do the things I hate doing so I could make this a career and get rewarded to do the thing I want to do? In any field of entertainment or any career in general, even as a teacher, there's stuff you have to do that you probably don't want to do. In fact, the majority of the people I meet are introverts, and they're like, I don't like talking to people. If I could find an excuse not to go out, I'm happy. If I could find an excuse not to interact with people on social media, I'm happy. A majority of people in general, especially in the entertainment industry, do not interact uh, positively or share or comment on people's stuff that are, in their mind, rivals, even though they're not, and they might even just be friends. The other thing is you look on social media, and it's all about me, 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 me. And in this case, the royal you, 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 you. And that's the problem with your career is, like, you don't like supporting other people because if you did, you'd do it. And doing that actually helps your career. That's one small part of doing your actual job, and that's one small part of doing something you hate. You know, but if you can get through that part and you say, you know what, I could do all the crap stuff that I don't really like to become a great actor and make a living as an actor or a musician or anything, you have to ask yourself, does this career align with your values? And that's the thing that's important. You know, who JD is today is not the same of who JD was in the back in the day. So, JD, back then when you were 14 years old and you're like, I can't see myself doing anything other than writing music. Back when I had my fuzzy beard mustache. And yeah, and not <laughs> and not even thinking about the business. You weren't even thinking about the business. You were just like, I just want to play and write music. That's it. Right. And make a living doing that, which is not how you make a living doing that. Those are just things you do, and then people pay you. Correct. But not because you're doing it. It's because they chose you. Because uh, I did all, in theory, you would have done all the uh, the stuff that you were supposed to do. Yeah, and then the people would go, I want you. Not because you're the best guitarist, because honestly, even the greatest guitarist is the worst guitarist to somebody. You yeah. know? It'd be like, I don't like your style of playing. I don't like your tones. I don't like the way you choose chord arrangements. I don't like this. I don't like that. So, I don't like the makeup you wear on I, stage. Yeah, you know, no, no matter no matter how much uh, you think uh, poison is uh, masculine. Um, <laughs> but you have to say, does this career align with your vows? So when you were 14 uh, and, and you were like, I want to be a guy. What was it about that world that aligned with your values where you were like, yeah, this is who I am? Well, for <clears> me, <throat> what, got, what made me want to uh, yeah. be part of that world was the fact that music just made me feel... Uh, it made me feel, I guess, complete, if that makes any sense, at, a, mm-hmm. to, you know, at risk of sounding really cliche. Mm-hmm. Like, music really was very important to me and, and uh, just keeping me, like, a human being and keeping me centered. And Okay, that, one, one second, one second. Okay, I'm one seconding. Right, it's not doing it. Wait. What are you doing? <laughs> what was that? Right, here it is. Okay. I can't hear what it says. Value. The oh. regard that something is held to deserve the importance, worth, or usefulness of something. A person's principles or standards of behavior. One's judgment of what is important in life. So, I'll ask again. Uh, 
when you decided to be a uh, you wanted you couldn't see yourself doing anything other than playing guitar and writing music uh did that career path align with your values yes and what are those values back then uh keeping me all right so i'll just read it again <laughs> a person's principles or standards of behavior one's judgment of what is important in life okay and then the other thing is uh, the regard that something is held to deserve the importance, worth, or usefulness of oh, something. It was very important to me to be able to understand my emotions and be able to be emotionally centered. So I wanted okay. to be able to give that back to other people. So that those are your values. Is is well, how would you give it through music? Lyrically, it doesn't need to be mi- lyrically. Well, then there I, are classical pieces that are there's no that lyrics gives, at all that makes somebody think inside. What what was it? You want to feel better? To dumb it down, yes. <laughs> to dumb it down. Music made me feel good, and I wanted to make people feel good. So, oh, so it wasn't like, uh, all right, fine. Um, so you have to think to yourself, does a career path uh, align with your values? So in JD's case, it just needed to, he needed to feel good, and hopefully other people would feel good. And that was, that's your, that was your values. Yes. To feel good. You wanted to feel good. That was your values. Sure. Okay. No, 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 no other values. I was fifteen or sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So that was basically what you're saying is your values were to make you feel good, and that was important and had worth to it. And if people felt good, well, that would be good too. Well, the point was to the uh, the drive to want to do that, make music. As right. a career was to make other people feel good because Excellent. music made me feel good. That's all I want to know. Okay. So does this career align with your values? Does music and the music industry in general make you feel good and make other people feel good? The music industry <laughs> made me feel good from what I knew. At, at 14. F- at 14. Okay. Once you started learning the music industry, <laughs> did it align with your values? <laughs> did it make you feel good? Especially uh, at the time when you could not uh, return a certain product value. I, I, I will answer this with the industry <laughs> made me feel good. What? Some of the people <laughs> within the industry did not make me feel good. So does that, so in whole, does that align with your values? Knowing that you have truly, especially in the last couple months, seen exactly what I told you about the value of human beings and the interest of artistry. Yeah, but those are artists. Those aren't professionals. <laughs> Some of them are. None of them are? Not even... Uh, <laughs> yes. He's not a professional. He is. Oh, he is. All right, so do you retract your statement? Uh, my... <laughs> I do not retract my statement because I would lump him more of an artist than a professional. All right, but does he make a living doing this? He does. All right, so he's... But through a relationship. Because if it wasn't for relationships, he would not have... Oh, well, how do you become successful in entertainment? No relationships. <laughs> no relation. Do, do you, does re- relationships have nothing to do with it? No, relationships do have. So that devalues him? or, or it, do, it does not devalue him. <laughs> so why are you saying he's an artist who has relationships and not a professional? Because <laughs> <laughs> he thinks like an artist. It doesn't matter. Does he make a living? Then yes, he's a professional. He's not an artist. Well, I'm just asking. What, what is what is the definition of success? I don't know. Why don't we go over oh, the Jesus definition Christ. of success? Making a living within, within your, your field, field of, of interest. interest. <laughs> Why do I ask you questions if I have to answer them? 
Anyway. I mean, it sounds a lot better when you say it because you Great. have a lot more conviction. You're a lot more animated. Yeah. I'm that, just here to look, uh, you know, almost pretty. All right. Uh, so you're saying, so are you retracting your statement now? Sure. Does It has been officially retracted. Are you saying sure, like you don't believe what you're saying? Do you agree that he makes a living within his he field of interest? Does that interest. make him successful? Yes. Does he have a day job that has nothing to do with the music industry? Not that I know of. All right. So would you say he's successful on a professional? Yes. All right. But he does mostly push with artist brain. Yes. Which means he doesn't actually know why he's successful, Correct. which is a, a fairly common trait in successful people. They just naturally do things that lead to success, and they don't understand the path. Therefore, it takes longer, and or they can't hone it to project themselves uh, um, or propel themselves into a success even quicker. And then, and then ultimately grow. Well, one of the most important right, lessons that you have taught me, yeah. because there's a lot of important lessons, mm -hmm. was that uh, the five people, basically the people that you keep uh, closest to you are the, are the most influential in your, in your life. So if your personal beliefs are to be giving and to help other people, you want to surround yourself mostly and mm -hmm. spend most of your time with people who share similar influences. This way you can influence each other to keep building on those uh, personality traits. So you should still be polite. You should still be cordial. You should still be supportive of other people, but do not, uh, do not invest much of your time to people who are just going to be greedy. I am done with my statement. Roger, Roger, over and out. So, should you not talk to those people? I didn't say that. I'm asking. You should still talk to those people. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless someone is like really mean, decides to like push your grandmother down the stairs, then yeah, stop talking to that person. Probably call the police. So, if you're surrounded by a group of people who don't necessarily uh, help one another because they're only helping you because it betters their career, you should still talk to them, but don't give them all your time. Is what you're saying? If they interact with you, sure. Be polite. All right. What if you keep working on sets as an actor mm -hmm. and you keep running into the same group of people because that's where the work is? All right. So then you're polite with them. You don't have to go out to hang out with them out of work. All right. Let's say you work at a supermarket. All right. Okay. And you want to be a manager one day in that supermarket. Okay. 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 And you find out that the owners and the bosses and most of the upper management do not like helping each other or other people because it's all about their success and them getting their own store one day. Would you stay in that career? No. Why not? Because it seems like it's a very unhealthy place to be. So you're saying that uh, you wouldn't be cordial and just work with them? I would leave the career, but I would still be cordial if I ran into them outside. So you of... would leave that career, but you wouldn't leave the acting career? Well, you're, you're implying that all actors and all people within the acting uh, field I don't mm -hmm. like that. Now, uh, you're you're implying that all managers and business owners are like that. I would leave that store. But you would go to another store that's with that same business. I mean, if, if I wanted to, if I wanted to be in that career field, then yes, I wouldn't. The way you quit, the way you <laughs> worded the question, you made it sound like I would just stick. Like the store itself yeah. was a metaphor for the entire industry. It is. Well, if there's an option to go to a different store, yeah. then I would go to a different store to become a manager at that store. Anyway, is the position interesting and challenging? I would say, uh, is it? Because if you're doing something that bores the hell out of you, you can't really do it. You know, it's just not really uh, conducive to living. If you're just doing things to do it and you're basically either 
uh, in a mundane situation, which is always boring because it's mundane. That's what mundane means. Not mud vein. Mundane. No, not mud vein. It's a. Uh, it's. I would rather have a mundane existence than listen to mud vein. <laughs> but anyway. You'd rather a mundane existence than mud vein existence. Uh, let's see. Is this an environment you can be productive in? Uh, uh, can you be productive in this work environment? So how do you influence the work environment? You know, uh, can you see yourself not being productive, especially in the beginning, until you eventually work your way up to being productive? Because that's a lot of work, right? Okay. Am I I'm just doing the show by myself right now. I'm trying to understand the question. Are you saying to be lazy and then not do anything? And then like, oh, things are happening, then let me do work? Is that what you're no, saying? No, sometimes you can't do anything because you're limited by your education or mm. your skill level. And people are like, well, go move those wires. And you're like, I could do that. And then, you know, are you being productive? Is it interesting and challenging at that point? Well, being productive with building your career isn't just, you know, tasks on set it's also about practicing you know all the other stuff outside to run yourself like a business it's building relationships with people a bunch of other stuff now that you're staring at me blankly so it's not just like oh pick up the cable and put it over there i'm just waiting for you to finish talking so i know you got everything out because i don't want to get into a situation where you go i was just about to say that all right well <laughs> i am done all right that's over. all i just you should have a thing that just you hold it up done <laughs> But then anything I say after that, you can't say, well, I was going to say that, Could but you like stopped me. I'll get like a little bell. This way it goes into like the, the audio of this as well. Ding. I wish you would because it would definitely make it easier to prove my points okay. than proving a point. And then you're going, I was, you know, that exact thing that I've never heard of in my entire life. I was just about to say those identical words that were floating around in your brain. And then, but you stopped me. So I, I, I feel, I feel uh, I, I didn't get my words out. Okay. <laughs> Ding. Uh, anyway, do you want to do you want to tackle what I said, or or you want to move on? To be completely honest, I forgot what we we're talking about because uh, we went off on the on the bell thing. Ding. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Excellent. Uh, what I was saying is, you're 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 t- you said, um, and of course, obviously. You were finished talking, so what I'm, I'm just going to reiterate what you said, please. Uh, just so I I know what I, what you said. You said being productive isn't just doing tasks; it's also tasks uh, on set. Tasks on set. So offset, you can do tasks. Yes. Okay. So tasks offset are about being productive, but tasks on set are not. No, doing anything revolving <laughs> your <laughs> Doing anything involving building your career is productive. All right, going back. Wait. Dang. Okay. So you said. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Being productive on set isn't necessarily, uh, doing tasks on set isn't necessarily being productive. No, that's not what I said. Okay, say what you said. I said doing menial tasks. Uh, 
you said mm-hmm. you, being productive, you know, you might not feel like you're being productive. You can't be productive because your knowledge is mm-hmm. uh, limited. So mm-hmm. someone might just be like, here, move that box, you know. Yeah. D- being just doing those tasks on set on set okay being limited to those tasks mm-hmm. isn't the only thing you have to be doing in order to build your career well you're on set one of the biggest things that you have to do is to build relationships with the people that you're working with that is being productive moving the box okay it has to get done but it's not necessarily like productive for your career it's productive for the, in the moment building relationships with everyone else that is productive so you are being productive so my question originally was, are you talking about just doing the bare minimum until like things start happening? Or are you saying, oh, I'm just doing like these little things? So I asked, uh, you know, basically what I'm presenting as the proposition is that sometimes you don't have the skill set or knowledge or even the basic understanding of your industry because most people jump into an industry without actually understanding the process of its uh, intricate um, weavings. And they invest a lot of time and money into that, which is irresponsible investing. Uh, And you'll get into a situation where they go, well, you don't really know what you're doing here. So why don't you just move this, those wires to there? And then I recall you saying that you don't have to necessarily do that on set to be productive. Uh, I was unclear with what I was saying, and I apologize. I was saying (laughs) that being in that situation is not being, uh, that situation is not, unproductive it is still productive because you're still building relationships that's what i was trying to say but can you be productive in that situation yes because you can talk to people is it interesting and challenging well if you don't like the people that you're working with you can try going to a different set potentially you can try working on a different production if you find that you don't <laughs> like that lifestyle and you're bored still then no it is not productive what do the people have to do with the moving wire I asked, I asked if that was interesting and challenging. Well, then that is a question that, uh, you know, that's a different question that I was understanding from what you were asking. <laughs> Can you hit the thing? Okay. Anyway, so then I started saying, uh, "Can does that mean, uh, you know, I was trying to understand what you were saying with the, so uh, productive, uh, doing a task is productive. And you said, you, you interrupted me and said on set to make sure that I understood that you were talking about on set. So then I was curious because I was confused. And so I said, does that mean office set? If you're doing tasks, menial tasks, that's productive? All right. Are you asking, is the, is the, the original question, yeah. the original question, are you asking if doing uh, moving wires and boxes is boring? Is that the question? So the subject of today's show, just so I can clarify it with everybody, including JD, is can you see yourself doing anything else if the answer is yes, then go do that, right? But more importantly, to take away the faux pas of that, the misleading uh, evidence of uh, terrible advice, which is, you know, if you love what you're doing, then keep doing it. But the reality is, do you love doing the things you hate so you can grow your career? But in that, you should be asking yourselves, the royal selves, uh, uh, in the, in the uh, interest of growth to a career, there's a lot that goes on that you have to really think about because you're going to be doing things you don't want to do. And in some cases, you have to say to yourself, is the position of my career right now interesting and challenging? And am I willing to do it? Am I willing to hate it? Uh, Love hating what I do, you know, going, all right, I don't really like moving wires. 
and I'm not really being productive, but do I, can I learn to love this? Can I get through this to get to the next level? That's what the show is about. So I'm asking questions that are basic uh, misleading statements. You know, is the position interesting and challenging? Well, the truth of the matter is moving wires is not interesting and challenging. But does that mean you should stop pursuing your career? Not at all. Yeah, no, I know that. <laughs> but oh, you, thought- was, you were saying move on if you don't like the set, the people. And I'm like, we're just talking about moving things right now. I have it on tape. You do have it on tape. Yeah. Right. Well, <clears throat> digital. Digital. I have it on digital. Um, so a lot of things I'm going to be asking are going to uh, be confusing in my responses because you're going to be answering it based on what you know, and what you know is only what you know. And uh, knowing is half the battle. <laughs> That's right, G.I. Joe. Uh, so obviously we're going to get into situations where you're answering abstractly uh, to to a more you know more in depth uh, discussions you know things again you know what does it mean to be uh, be in a position where it's interesting and challenging? There's no way you're going to be doing something you don't like doing, and you're going to think this is interesting and challenging. You're going to be like, I wish I was just acting right now. Why can't I be doing the lines? Why can't I be the lead? Why do I have to be background? Or why do I have to you know pick up uh, wires and move the wire over to here? Right? Same thing with music. You know, when you first started the music industry. You didn't start seeing money until you started doing things you didn't want to do. You didn't want to be a, a puppet. You didn't want to be uh, a go a gopher. You didn't want to. Be, these are things you didn't. You weren't passionate about. Where you're like these these values. Th- this career path aligns with my values to help people, even though they weren't helping you. They were using you. But that's okay because that's how business works. When you work for someone, they're going to use you. There's no way you work at a supermarket and, and they're, they're like, "How can I help your career?" Because even if they say that, they go, great, in one year, you show me you're the best, and I'll give you a promotion. And then you get a little promotion because you learn how to pack quickly. You learn how to do casuals. You learn how to do the back, the receiving. You learn how to do the deli. And they're like, great, we didn't give you a raise yet, but in a year, trust me, I'm going to give you. You're not help- they're not helping you. They're not. They're guiding you to do things they need to get done that they don't because they're delegators, right? But a true, a true manager, a true leader understands the responsibility by making the choice to be responsible for others and be responsible for things that have to get done, not just delegating. Anyway, so in that situation, I do not believe because I'm, I'm trying to prove that you're wrong because you are wrong as if everybody's wrong. When you go, well, I like doing music because it makes me feel good and I want people to feel good. Yeah, but that's not that you're going to run into situations where that's not true. You're going to run and people go, your music made me want to throw up. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, do you stay in the career or do you give up? I stay in it. But you stop talking to that person? No. All right. But earlier you said stop talking to them. Just be cordial. Um, <laughs> then, uh, yes. Then I was mistaken with my, with my statement that I said. And you should be. And that's the point. You're the artist. I'm the consultant. And this is how an artist thinks. And there's nothing wrong with that if you don't want a career. Because you can't just be like, well, I'm not going to talk to those people anymore. Or I'm just going to be cordial. There's moments you're going to hate in your career choice that do not fit your values. They just don't. There's no way you're ever going to be in a situation. Luckily for you, you only have two values. You want to feel joy, which also emits joy. And what was the other one? You want to uh, help, help people. people. <laughs> That's it. So you, you, you're, you're in a situation where you might. Uh, be in a situation 
uh, to the situation you want to be in, situationally speaking, that you will find somebody. Wait, wait, will the situation be there? The situation <laughs> will be there, showing his situation. Oh God! And you will find yourself like surrounded by joy <laughs> and people helping each other, because it could just be you, or you and one other person. <laughs> so yes, you're in a good situation where your values do align with your career choice. But the point is, that's a lie. And when people say, well, you know, you shouldn't be in a... If you're not in a position where the, your direction in your career does not align with your values, is this really the career you want to be in? And again, that leads us to the misconception of if you can't see yourself doing anything else, do something else. Because they're telling you, you have to love what you do. But the problem is you also have to love what you hate. You have to get through the crap. Or you won't have a career. There's, there's no way you're going to get through this career. And everyone you meet, they're going to be like, I feel joy from you. And I appreciate your help. I 100% agree with that statement. All right. But earlier, which is fine, you, I don't think you understood the statement. And I, I definitely I interpreted the question in a different way than you were intending. So, therefore, that led to a very heated debate <laughs> because i felt like you were completely fucking with me i was not again i misunderstood what you were trying to tell me well and i think that we did not have a uh, a clear communication but that is you know in the past at this point can you hit the dinger uh it broke. so i can talk <laughs> it broke all right you're done i'm done all right well but the thing is i 100 percent agree with you by the way with uh you know you have to do things that you don't necessarily love all the time all the time to do the thing you love exactly but with that said uh you know um you know go, go, going back to the reality of it is like are were you answering those questions in a way that like is this the right answer or were you answering it based on what i was saying because i feel that's where maybe the mis the, 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 the misdirect was i think I'll, I'll, we've one we've already established that you and i uh do not communicate well sometimes well, you know, Einstein, he had a very small group of friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, also, Einstein was known to uh, place somebody in the audience that could answer a question better than he could. So he, it took pressure off of him being the smartest person in the room. You know that? That's funny. I did not know that. Yeah, I do that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Now, just because I explained the show to you and I basically pulled the curtain out because I realized the show was going nowhere, uh, I want you to continue answering honestly and not to appease the subject matter. Does that make sense? Yes. I'll pretend you didn't say nothing. All right. Can I move forward? Do you want to ding it? It broke. <laughs> well, how am I going to know you finished? I don't want to get into a situation where you're like, I was just about to talk about quantum physics. <laughs> Well, if you want, if you know, if I feel like you're gonna cut me off, I'll just keep going, and you can talk over me. Well, oh, don't do that. Out. It's radio. Oh, wait, what? You're supposed to stop when someone talks. Mm. Anyway, uh, can you be productive in a in the work environment? Oh, Does this career allow for the lifestyle you want? So, there, I'm not gonna say it's a misconception. I'm gonna ask you: Does uh, before before really join, joining me in my uh, ex escapades? Uh, did the music industry or your career in music allow for the lifestyle that you, you wanted? Uh, 
I thought that it did, mm-hmm. and my understanding at the time when I was like a 14, 15 year old kid. All right, I but what about assume- now? <laughs> now, before meeting me, but now, you know, before, like you know, I, uh, before joining my escapades. I always had the feeling, or I always had the the what I thought was the understanding that it was going to be basically, you know, not the most financial, the the most financially rewarding up until you hit you know the magic plateau, mm-hmm. and uh, but at the same time I also didn't really understand where the money came from until I met you. Yeah, where did the money come from? Uh, little trees that are watered <laughs> by leprechauns. The French. We. We. Baguette. Definitely doesn't come from Israel. <laughs> Croissant. They got no. Aren't they? Then they just go bankrupt. They Israel? barely were paying people like money for the COVID. Know. Oh yeah, no, they definitely were not paying yeah. people. And don't they have like walls that are falling down? Uh, because they've been up for like a couple thousand years. <laughs> yeah, like London Bridge was falling down as well. Yeah, but who oh, cares yeah. about London Bridge? Londoners. Yeah, but we're talking about Israel. True. Do you think they go around and like let's fix these clay houses <laughs> as a government? You know, They're like oh wait, we we don't have bricks, but we can use dreidels. They're also made of clay. <laughs> <laughs> Why does your house look like a dreidel? Well, we don't have any clay, and this is the only thing we know how to design with clay. All right. <laughs> oh wait, how, wait, how do you lock the door? We just spin it around. Here we spin. It. <laughs> <laughs> now that's productive. Oh god. Anyway, does uh, so. Uh, what kind of lifestyle were you looking to have with music? Ah, man, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm, I know. Up until I met you, I didn't really think about a lifestyle, per se, other than just uh, getting by. Mainly because growing up, I didn't really have the most financially stable environment. So I always... So why didn't you leave? Because I was like (laughs) You were just being cordial? So you dealt with what you didn't like so you could grow up. True. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just putting the point home. Yeah, All right. did. Uh, so you thought the lifestyle would be like a normal job, which is you work, you get paid, you spend the money. You work, you get paid, you spend the money. Basically. But be music, quote unquote, I'm saying it as an artist, mm-hmm. music is far and few between. You play a show maybe once a week or maybe you go on tour for two months. Well, I thought at the time, I thought that, no, it's like, oh, you uh, you basically, you go on tour, you get paid to tour. People buy your merch, people buy your album, you, know, you make money. Yeah. Oh, and then you also make money from uh, radio streams. Radio streams. So I thought it was like, oh, that just happens all the time. So you uh, end up getting paid all the time. And, I, you know, until you basically took away the curtain, we're like, this is how it works. And I was like, oh, it is not even close to what I thought was going on. Yeah, but that's... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Not really a lifestyle. You know, the lifestyle is the way you live, you know. Yeah, no, no, I understand. So what I'm saying is, like, I, I kind of expected to have that, you know, that steady paycheck. But it wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to be anything grandiose until, again, like, we hit a magic uh, plateau when people just started throwing, you know, diamond encrusted underwear at us <laughs> what's this for uh, going to the bathroom we keep losing the invisible singer why he gets hit with the diamond underwear <laughs> oh my eye. why do they have a mic in the center of the stage 
because John di- was unavailable. Uh, why is it diamond encrusted? I don't know. So that's basically how I thought it worked. Anyway. Obviously, I was wrong. A lifestyle is ultimately the way that you wish to live. It's not necessarily a living. A lifestyle might be, I want to live my life with this kind of house, these kind of uh, luxuries. I want to enjoy this. I just want to write music all the time, or I just want to act all the time, right? And uh, even musicians don't write all the time. They just, they can't. Their career would fall away. They would, unless you're a Paul McCartney or Or Metallica, who, by the way, is still writing music, but they're also doing award shows. They're they're doing, I mean, Metallica goes on Howard Stern, you know, like, you know, James Hetfield, he does movies. He does, you know, like, if you think your career is based on you doing what it is you love, that would be your lifestyle. If I could just play music all day, that's a lifestyle, right? Um, and that's the thing. Does this career allow for that lifestyle you want? And the answer is going to be no. You may have stints where you can live the lifestyle you want because your wealth has been developed and you've created a strong foundation and you know you you have passive income, which is created by diversifying your, uh, your money into uh, assets, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean your lifestyle. Even millionaires and billionaires, they're not living the lifestyle they want. Why is that? Because they have to do their job. They have to do their job, which isn't necessarily going to an office. But their job now, at their level, is dealing with uh, fundraising and dealing with uh, politicians and dealing with helping people. Because if they don't help people, you know, they have to pay a lot more taxes. <laughs> you know, there's a different world on different levels of different income, right? And even with your career starting out versus, you know, being a professional uh, versus being like, you know, a celebrity professional versus, and even celebrities could be broke. You know, there are celebrities that people are like, oh my God, and then they're broke, right? Mm. Because they didn't create a foundation. They didn't diversify. They basically just go, here's the paycheck, put it in, spend the money. Yeah. And, you know, that's insane. However, does this career allow for the lifestyle you want? And the answer will always be no. And you have to be willing to accept that. There will be times when it will, but that isn't guaranteed all the time. Look at Johnny Depp. All right. He's now fighting the whole thing. And and we're not even going to get into the details of that. But ultimately... He has to pay $2 million a month for his lifestyle. And if he's losing work, that lifestyle is going to go away. Nicolas Cage ended up losing a lot of money because he had to pay taxes. He bought castles. He had to sell them. Wesley Snipes went to jail because he, he, you know, he had trouble paying taxes because he was mis, uh, his money was misled by people he hired to be uh, responsible for that. And that's the reason why you should know outside fields at a minimum to understand what's going on just to make sure that you know things are not uh things are in order and you're yeah. not getting screwed over you don't need to be a, a a master cpa to check over someone's work you just have to go all right well how do, how do taxes work and then you just look over the numbers quick but you don't have to do what they're doing you just have to all right everything looks on the up and up you know but if you're if you're like well where's this money going and they'd be like, what money? And you're like, well, it's allocated that this money was put. I don't remember ever doing that. Why is there a big chunk that says $50 million? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $50 million, CPA. <laughs> what the hell? Who the hell? Anyway, my point is asking yourself, does this career allow for the lifestyle you want isn't necessarily a dictation to what you sh- saying yay or nay to the career. You know, if you want to be an actor or musician or writer, your lifestyle is not going to be the thing you want. It just won't be. I know I know people who are millionaires who can't relax at home. They just can't because they're maintaining 
this growth in their life. It's the same thing with a musician. If you if you're like, well, I'm making money with my music. You're you're gonna one day not make money with the music, and your career isn't growing. You have to always be growing your career mm-hmm. because you should be getting higher and higher on the control factor so you can help people because if you help people then you could take them under your wing and then you could their existence fuels your existence right and now it's like a cohesive kind of thing right like i think uh jamie fox is a really good example of someone who like has he just does so many different things within entertainment and outside of entertainment it's and robert a, de niro as well but it's not just those things it's it's a sense of like jamie fox owns a production company he also owns a, a record label and he owns other things and he and he actually has artists that he represents and he has movies he represents and if you notice he went from being a comedian to now he's an owner and the owner not only makes money but he's helping people become successful but he's also making money off of the success again which comes down to the your value will never be respected because he's using those people for his growth even though he's helping them he doesn't have to help them it doesn't but because it helps him he's helping them which isn't technically helping someone Right, because it help helping someone should be selfless, right? You should just be like, "Well, here you go. Let me help you," right? Like when I let people use my theater for free, I made no money on it. That's helping people. You should be in that position where you, you get nothing at yes. yeah, and you but in a position where you don't get anything from it. Sometimes that's okay, because that's part of the deal. If you have the power, you should be able to help people. That's just. That has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with politics. It's that's just, just being a good person and helping the yeah. world grow. Yeah, if you if you don't help people, it's just you know it's 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 a terrible terrible thing. You should be kicked in the shins. Yeah, yeah. So help me. All right. Um. Anyway, uh, he kicks wh- really hard, and he got his new shoes. So watch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got new kicks, but I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicks. You mean like the cereal? Um, I love kicks. Yeah, I noticed. I've seen you do your little dances outside. Wait, what? The the high kicks. Oh yeah. Listen, I gotta practice my chorus line. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. And he has he has uh, the greatest music playing. It's like me, 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 on an old phonograph as well, me, 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 on a wax cylinder. <laughs> All right. Will you feel professionally satisfied, JD? Do you feel when you were when you were like uh, very consistent in the uh, music industry? Did you feel professionally satisfied at, at all moments? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, then why would you stay in that career? <laughs> shouldn't you? Shouldn't you leave that career? It says it says you should feel pa- professionally uh, satisfied, but you didn't. I didn't. But you kept going, right? You didn't just stop. Correct. And why didn't you stop? Uh, because I think it one. It's impossible for any one human being, any human being, to mm-hmm. be completely satisfied all of the time. I know. I've seen your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, they they walked out, you know, just wanting tea. <laughs> Listen, you gotta have your tea. Hey, hey, can I just get some coffee? <laughs> Did you just go in there? What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> that was only thirty seconds. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I want to draw on your passions, and he took out a pen and paper, and I was like, what is he doing? And I was like, oh, he's making a pun. And then he just started drawing me like one of his French girls, and I was like, I'm out of here. And then I was <laughs> like, you got coffee, and that's how we got here. <laughs> you can eat that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? Uh, Feeling professionally satisfied, and you're saying, uh, well, so what made me keep going? Yeah, I guess the promise of doing more and that fact that majority of the time I was doing more I was doing more things that I enjoyed than more things that I didn't enjoy. So when you didn't enjoy it, did you feel joy? 
No. Did the people around you feel the joy radiating over you? I mean, probably not. Did you elevate people with your joy? I mean, not all of them. Did you feel used or like they were helping you and you were helping them? Uh, <laughs> there were times when at the beginning where I felt yeah. it was a mutual helping, but near the end, they were. it was more, uh, I felt like I was being used rather than appreciated. Yeah. Now, what if I told you it was that way the whole time, except... I didn't see. You had friends. You felt they were friends. All right? Uh, but you, yet you kept going, and that's my point. Even if your values are not being met, or you don't feel professionally satisfied, or you don't feel productive, or whatever. Like, it, it, sometimes it's not interesting and challenging. Sometimes you're just sitting and holding, to, hiding from other actors so they don't talk to you because you don't want to be successful. <laughs> and you put your headphones on you read a book and meanwhile you have the opportunity to build and cultivate relationships Take why would i do that i don't know maybe you're sitting next to literally the next robert de niro you just don't believe they are because they're starting at the same level you are you know robert de niro's friends with joe pesci the reason joe pesci exists is because robert de niro brought joe pesci to his friend martin scorsese and says you need to cast him in raging bull friendship <laughs> that's, that's, literally Joe Pesci would not exist in the capacity that he did if it weren't for that if it wasn't for his friend if I remember correctly didn't Joe Pesci originally want to be a, a singer because he has a couple albums out that he maybe I don't yeah. know if he wanted to be a singer but he probably wanted to just be an entertainer you know Cause I know he definitely has like some some recordings that he's done in like the past but, did uh, they make you feel good I have not listened to them oh so what you're saying is you don't want to support other people because of their emotional endeavors. So you just want to help people that'll help you. No, not at all. Well, you could help him by celebrating his accomplishments. I am going to celebrate his accomplishments. By not listening to his <laughs> music. All right, fair enough. <laughs> all right. So are you willing to do things you hate to succeed in a career you love? Am I? Yes. Yeah. I mean, now that I've explained it, I'm sure you're going to say yes. But uh, before before I had to uh, break it down and, and, and uh, layman it, uh, would you say that because a lot of your answers would contradict what you just said now because some of your answers was well I would probably try to get them out of my circles and I would just be cordial other things was well I would move out of that that store and I'd go to a different store or a different company right uh, or you know hey I don't really like uh, moving uh, wires from here to there I'm just going to find a new set. By the way, it's not that easy. That's like your parents going mm -hmm. to you and go, hey, there's a show. You should totally get on it. You know, or like, you know, you'd be good if you got a Grammy. You should get a Grammy and you'll be successful. That's basically what you were saying when you're like, well, just find another set. Right. Yeah. So according to what you had said earlier, what you just said now is a contradiction, which is something I pointed out before we move forward. I was like, don't just answer it based on what the. Uh, conditions of the proposition is I wanted you to answer it honestly and uh, that's what I'm saying like now you're answering it based on educa being educated through the show and me explaining what the purpose or, of is. or we have uncovered a uh, you know a thing where people are say contradictory answers because people have contradictory beliefs because people are you know a lot of these questions uh, we've we've already established in earlier in the show that you're you're answering them in a very literal aspect, whereas a lot some people might see that question and think of it more of a philosophical thing. So, you could run into the th uh, situation where people are are answering different questions in different capacities, and therefore you can get contradictory answers. You gonna hit the bell? It broke. Remember? So I can talk. You can talk whenever you want. You're done. I'm done. You don't have anything to add to that? Nope. Okay.
So were you answering these questions philosophically or literally and or were you answering them at the beginning philosophically and then choosing halfway through the conversation to go literal? Yes, to all of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, I was asking literally and then you answered literally until it con- until my evidence to the to the pushback mm. made you go to philosophically philosophical cuz you literally said well when i was 14 i li- i just wanted to feel well, joy the, with my music well, re- and i wanted people to feel joy well, with my music which is literally pointed out when i was 14 is because i feel i understood the conversation to be switching time periods from what you know 14 year old jd to now jd so whenever i uh i brought up 14 year old JD I was making that dis- that distinction this is why we get into trouble because he didn't even he, he's talking about something that has nothing to do with what I just said well to answer the question at hand <laughs> I personally am willing to do things that I don't necessarily enjoy or like in order to further my career all right now what he's doing <laughs> is he's moving past the question at hand what I was asking was were you answering it philosophically even though your first answer there were, there were was some literal. questions that I was answering philosophically <laughs> and there were some questions that I was answering literally. Yeah, but uh, when you brought that up originally, you were, you were asking, well, are you are you presenting these philosophically or literally? But you're just saying the f- when you were uh, saying you like to have the joy of music and the and people to get joy from music, that was literal or was that philosophical? I mean, <laughs> that is both because I literally enjoy that and it's also philosophical because I believe that Everyone should be a good person and want to help other people. All right, let's look up philosophical. Because <laughs> I don't think you're using it right now. Well, then maybe I'm not using it correctly. Philosophical. Philistinial? Phil- Philistinial? The Philistines? The fi- didn't, the f- they, didn't they have like those bronze swords or whatever and the chariots and the horses? Know. All right, because I feel like it, the way you're answering is not necessarily both physical literal uh, literal and and uh, philosophical relating or devoted to the study of the fundamental nature of knowledge reality and existence having or showing a claim out attitude word disappointments or difficulties yeah you were not you were not expressing uh, a philosophy in your statement you were uh being literal all right then i was being literal all right so i don't now i'm confused apparently i'm with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Confused as well. All right. So basically, when I ask you what your values were, you said to bring uh, to have joy of music and to bring joy to others. That's that's literal. Philosophical would be 
how's that done? You know, joy, the, the concept of joy would ultimately be that people smile or in, introspectively, uh, you know, find themselves at a comfort to, uh, due to the melodic movement of stylings that could potentially be heavy or clean. Like now we're, we're getting to philosophical answers. You know, we're, we're expanding on the thought process. But you were being literal. You were saying, I, oh, I, I want to feel joy and I want others to feel joy from my music. Right? The way you stated that, that was the uh, the intention of 14-year-old JD. <laughs> we're not talking about ages. Well, no, no, because it's very... You adding my music yeah. is very distinctive of 14-year-old JD and JD, JD. Today. Was that literal or philosophical? That was literal. Okay. <laughs> then why, during that discussion, did you ask me if I was being literal or philosophical? I don't remember at this point because there was something specifically literally that you said that triggered me to ask that question but i do not recall at this point in time go ahead hit the button i just want to make sure i can talk without getting the uh i was just about but you didn't let me finish now we both know i have a a better memory than you correct but you've also already stated that uh things that are <clears throat> said and sound sometimes do not stick to the photographic memory do you notice i'm watching the screen yes you know why i'm doing that so that you can uh, remember the pictures? So the pictures become the emotional recall of the moment. Mm -hmm. So it allows me to see the photo. I look at the photo in my head, and I can recall the entire aspect of that uh, situation, especially in a short-term uh, scenario, since short-term memory has nothing to do with long-term rec recollection. Okay. <laughs> Just looking at the screen. Holy crap. I wish there was a ghost. Do you see the window? <laughs> There's a window. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> what? I was hitting the window. Look. Beep, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> bing, bing. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Check, please. Look what? <laughs> it's like I'm in a video game. <laughs> no matter, you just lightly touch it, it's the loudest. <laughs> <laughs> You walk, dun, 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 dun. you <laughs> walk you slow. Dun, dun, dun. Are you still able to sneak up on people? Because their their light is not shining on you. you know? Oh yeah. Oh wait, quick, get the box. <laughs> anyway, all right, that's it for the show. That was good. That was, that was good. good. That was good. Did you learn anything? I mean, I learned that two plus two sometimes equals bagel. You know, in some cases, that bagel is a delicious color. Oh, man, it totally is, especially purple. Oh, my God, right? Purple. <laughs> That's a color. Wait, what? Purple technically is not a color. Oh, what is it? Well, it is. I mean, you could identify it as a color. If you research it, you'll see that it is a color, but it is not a color that's derived by the... the it's not a prime color. So if you, are you saying that, like, prime no, colors are... because we can't see purple. I know. Our uh, eyes are being tricked. By taking two colors. It's the only one that's on the uh, Roy G. Biv that is not surrounded by, um, like, purple is the last color. Like, violet's the last color on, you know, Biv. Yeah. V. And all the other ones, if you take the two surrounding colors and put them together, you get that color. Mm. Unless it's a prime color, then it just exists as the color. That's why Roy, red. Mm. It doesn't have one behind it, but a violet we can't see. It's not something we can see. That's why when you look at a rainbow, you don't really see the violet, right? Interesting. Um, however, well, because wouldn't it 
mm-hmm. instead of having it in a straight line, if you put it in a if you put it in a wheel, it it connects because you have blue connecting to red. Correct. Right, biv. Yeah. Red ending with violet, which goes back into red. So red and red and violet is red. Red and, bl- red and blue is purple. It is purple, but we can't see purple. Mm. It's red and blue. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's but it's not. We're not seeing purple. We're seeing red and blue together. Yeah, right. Is it blue? Is blue that biv? Biv. Yeah. No, B I V. Right, biv. Yeah. Uh, blue, indigo, violet. Yeah, yeah. So it's indigo and red make violet. Oh. But however, we're still not seeing purple. We're seeing indigo and red. Also, theoretically speaking, if you want to get philosophical and not literal, we don't see any color. What we see is every color but that black color, color, except for black and, and white. Black, we see all colors. And white, white we, we see, see no colors. No colors. Black. Oh. oh, wait, no. It's Isn't it the other way around? Because black absorbs the light, so we're not getting anything reflected. Exactly. Black absorbs all colors. And white reflects all colors. So we are not seeing any colors. In but, fact, I'll point it out. A, a plane that is painted white Weighs less than a, paint, a plane that's painted black. Why? Because the light's being absorbed into the painting. Nope. Because the airplane that has white on it has less uh, 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 matter and mass because it takes more colors to make black. So there's more involved in it. That's a true thing. In fact, the black will make a jumbo plane need more fuel. So now, the reason they do white instead of primer is because it actually costs more money to maintain cleaning the blank metal from rust and pri- you know. Yeah. But if you paint it white, it's easier to wash down a plane than it is to have to always go back and fix the uh, the rusting. That makes sense. Yeah. See, I, yeah, learned, I learned so- something today. I learned something today as well. I was just gonna say that. You did. <laughs> I copied you. I mimicked you. He, he did. I feel like you don't mimic me. You 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 hear me and then go. You know what I liked about that? This this little part right here. This little part. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> I like that he said white and black. Right? So when I tell this story, it's going to be like, did you know planes can be painted white and black? And I'm like, That's not, That's not even close to what I was talking about. And he's like, but you said it. And I go, yes, I know I said it, but I was talking about the weight of the... I was just about to say that, but you mm. cut me off. <laughs> JD doesn't like playing when I say things like this. I am playing. You're playing silent. I'm, You're, I'm contemplating... The philosophical meaning behind the literal <laughs> words. <laughs> you're you're playing Anne. Uh, 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 what's her name? What's the what's the Jew that hid in the in the in the? Uh, oh, Anne Frank. Yeah, you're playing Anne Frank. <laughs> Which, by the way, she could talk. She could. Are you talking about Helen Keller? Helen Keller is the one who's blind and deaf. Yeah, that's Helen. Oh, Keller. that's who I. Yeah, you're Helen Keller in me. Who said that? I can't see. Hmm? <laughs> but she could talk. Did you know that? Yeah, she learned how to talk eventually. <laughs> but uh. Uh, there's actual footage of her. There's video of her. Yeah, cause she was the 20s, 1920s, maybe. I don't like know. Well, she probably doesn't even know. No one showed her a calendar. I mean, she's dead. Is she? No. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> you make me feel like I don't know anything. What? Anyway, so ask yourself. You know, can you see yourself doing anything else? But more importantly, if you want success in doing that thing, you can't see yourself doing anything else. In entertainment, you must learn to love what you hate because there are lots of stuff that's involved in career growth that you're not going to like. 
Does that mean you should ignore your boundaries? Not at all. If you have certain boundaries, obviously stand up to those boundaries, inform those boundaries, and uh, respect your own boundaries, as well as other people's boundaries. Don't think your boundaries outweigh other people's boundaries. Yeah, don't be rude. Yeah, don't be rude, but don't allow their boundaries to outweigh yours. You know, it's... Yeah. Have yeah. respect for one another. Yeah, have a minimum. Be cordial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though you're trying to find a new set. Hey, can I get on another set? <laughs> Look, I'm not liking this set. Who are you? I'm a PA. Oh, you're a PA? Yeah. I'm sorry. No one even cares about you. In fact, you get paid $10 an hour, and there's like four of you, and we always send three home. <laughs> you don't know? No, I've never. Uh... You've never been a PA? You made more money as a background actor than you did a PA. Yeah, I've never been a PA. You should try to be a PA. I mean, you got a good back right now. I do have a good back right now. Yeah, put two, three years into that. Maybe a decade. <laughs> oh my God, you I'll won't be have a, a back. You'll be like, hey, I'm a PA. <laughs> I, I'm a head PA. <laughs> I have a wheelchair, everyone. How old are you? Fourteen. <laughs> what, what's what's the most common thing PAs say? Mm, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. There you go. Onset, out like. Yeah, onset working. Out my back. No, no. <laughs> they, they say, but the AD said. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> PAs have the the unfortunate experience of having too many bosses, mm. too many hens in the, <laughs> too many uh, roosters, roosters in, in the, the hen house. house. Where they where like someone would be like, hey, go get these wires. And as they're going to get the wires, someone's like, can you get me this thing? And it's someone completely new that's the, also higher than them. And they're like, all right. And then they'll get the thing, and then they'll be like, where were you? And I'm like, oh, I had to get this for so-and-so. But I asked you to get the thing. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, but the AD told me <laughs> to get the thing. Well, yeah, but if I give you an order, you do my thing first. Forget theirs. And then you have to tell the AD. And then the AD says, no, no, no. If I tell you to do something first, you do what I told you to do. <laughs> and then you get $10 an hour. <laughs> Worst But at least it's crafty. Ever. It is, there is crafty. Well, not anymore. I think they changed the system of crafty. Stupid COVID. Because of COVID. However, uh, to be, um, I believe, to get into the director's program to join the union, you have to start as a PA and do so many hours, and then you have to move up to, I think, uh, assistant something, and then there's like... Uh, Is that for producers as well? Is that just... Th- no, you could be a producer tomorrow, but you have to... Um, I mean, like for like... Oh, the for the union? No, yeah. for the union, you gotta you get points per like project you do, gotcha. and how, how you're on that as a producer, and then you have to pay money for it. Why? Why is it that the the why is it you don't have to be you have to you don't have to put in PA hours for a producer, but you do have to director? It's because director is more uh, hands on, like in the moment, like that, or well, a producer and a director are completely different entities. I, I understand. <coughs> my, my my question is why is it that the the director requires on set experience in order to get into the union, whereas the producer does not? Well, I'll explain that to you in a second, but I'd like to use comprehensive thinking for a second. <coughs> Would you have to learn how to be a mechanic if you were going to be, let's say, a, a, a car engineer to design cars? No. So that's the same mentality. A producer is basically an engineer. They put it together. They come up with the idea. They draw out the specs. They say these are the things. They get you know. And they make it so you can build it. The mechanic themselves takes what has been created and gifted to them, and they're able to put it into working order. 
That's ultimately the deal. So the reason to P, uh, you have to be a PA to become a director is because the PA is learning each and individual areas and co complexity of the departments. Gotcha. Because sometimes you could be an office PA, you could be a set PA, you could be a PA assistant to the director. You, you could know. be the underwater <clears throat> PA. You could be drowning. Uh, <laughs> but whereas a producer, a producer just needs to, they recommend you have an accountant's degree. And a business degree to be a good producer, but if it makes sense, if you're good with numbers and getting people to say yes to things, and do, you know, if you're if you're someone that can make things happen, you'd be a good producer. Um, and you don't really—that's all a producer does. They don't really—you'll very rarely find a producer filming a movie unless they're a director. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Steven Spielberg. Like yeah, he's a director who became a producer. Like, I'm gonna produce mountain movies. Just, uh, no, he doesn't produce his own movie. That was Lucas. Spielberg is a is a company man. He owns a He owns a a, a a production company. But uh, eventually, he started a studio for uh, DreamWorks, right? But yeah. but uh, again, you know, uh, he the, he I worked. Thought, I thought like like the later stuff, he became like an executive producer on like whatever he was. Yeah, doing. that's not a studio. I could be an executive producer as long as I have artistic integrity and I control the most uh, the, the movement of the project. Gotcha. So, like, if I'm the boss, boss, I'm the executive producer. But you could also get a, a assistant. I mean, um, uh, no, you you could be an executive producer by by uh stat, by title, but you don't you're not really getting the points or or, or the pay for it. It's just like like on they do with Stan, like with uh, Stan Lee. They make him a producer on every single gotcha. Marvel project ever existed. But he makes zero dollars. It's an honorary title. Gotcha. You know, I think on IMDb you can go to it and it says he produced all these things. But like again, he's not making. He's even said it in interviews. He's like, I don't get paid for it. They just do it because it's nice. You know. But I think they're always. Even now he's dead. They're gonna continue to say produced by Stanley. Yeah, I mean, Stanley basically helped birth Marvel as it is today. Uh yeah yeah you could say that. However, there's the controversy that he stole ideas, he uh, pushed artists out of the limelight, you know. But he, him and Jack Kirby were great friends. But you know, at the same time, you know, Jack Kirby created Spider-Man visually, and Stanley created Spider-Man literally. You know, like uh, li literally, is that how you would say it? Well, like with he, the words. Yeah, with the words. Like a literal. So you know? like the literary. Literary. Yeah, literary. literarily. Literally, 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 literally. <laughs> I was just about to say that, but you cut me off. Wait for my ding. Uh, yeah. So you know, but he was young when he came up, and people were like, "That's a stupid idea." And they're like a spider. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A boy. Because he wanted to be a boy. He didn't want to be a, like a. Yeah, because he's you know, a teenager. Teenager, yeah. And uh, people are like, that's stupid. And I think uh, I could be 100% wrong with this. I'm trying to recall it. But I think what happened was he put Spider-Man in something else. And people liked it. And then, like, the editor at the time was like, you know, hey, what, what, what's with that Spider-Man? <laughs> and he's like, oh. And he's like, do something with it. And then Jack Kirby did the iconic mm. cover. Which, by the way, that Spider-Man is, like, long gone. Like The, the one that just swings around with the cape. 
Another cape, the wing things. No, no, the, the wings, uh, that was on and off depending on who the artist was. Um, but, like, a very stagnant look was Jack Kirby, even though Jack Kirby's the king of, like, you know, uh, the, the center page. You know, when you open up the the book to the middle and it's the two pages? Like, mm. like the, the there's another name for that. I, I can't, I can't, uh, splash page or something. I can't remember the name. The centerfold? No, there's, there's a name for it. I, I just can't, I can't think of it right now. Um, However, uh, uh, Tar McFarlane is known to have given Spider-Man the Spider-Man look. It's like the, like the, the him <clears throat> being all like angular and yeah, like where his legs are all over the place and like a lot of the iconic poses that we look at for Spider-Man is Todd McFarlane, mm. and also the webbing was a Todd McFarlane thing. Oh yeah, where it's a little, <clears throat> it actually looks like organic and everything and whatnot instead of just like yeah. a straight line. And people and some of the editors got mad at him because they used to always make the webbing come out of the page and like off the frame oh man and they're like you gotta stay in the frame he's like, like why no, I don't. I don't it looks so cool yeah he made it look cool and then they were gonna fire him but then like he his first spider-man made a million dollars uh sold a million copies or something like that which you know at four dollars a thing you know it's a lot of money and uh they were like all right all right keep doing what you're doing <laughs> We're like, oh my god, Spider Man is so cool. He's so cool. But what? they kept telling him to stop, and he was like, yeah, okay. No. And then he would just do it. <laughs> and they're like, all right, well, it's drawn. Just put it out. Yeah. And they were about to fire him. And then, he and then he kept getting all these awesome sales. Yeah. And then he was like, you know what the hell with this? And he created image, you know? And that's the thing. Like, you're always trying to evolve your career so you have more and more control, but not just so you could do what you want. Because, you know, if you're selfless in this industry of entertainment, you'll find more success. So if you're able to help other people, even if you get nothing out of it, ultimately you are going to get something out of it. One day or another, that person's going to refer you or send someone your way that's worth your time. Or yeah, they're gonna... people people want to work with people that they like, people that they enjoy, people yeah. that they can trust, people that they can rely on. Yeah, as long as you feel joy doing what you're doing and, and you can give joy to others, you too can enjoy being in the porn industry. I mean, that's true. Yeah, I enjoy. And Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, he liked it. He liked it. What was it, 50 bucks he made for it? 100 bucks? Uh, it's definitely not a lot of money. How much did he make? Let me see. Uh, it, the, I remember it was like something really small, but like and then much? adjusted for inflation, I was like, it's still really small. Uh, <laughs> Sly. Sly and the Family Stone. Make Ooh. on the, the Italian the Stallion. Itali- I got it. I got it. Oh, I'll stand for... The audience. The, the Italian, Italian Stallion. Which is the second name, because it was named something else, but they renamed it after Rocky came out. Yeah. Oh, he made 100 bucks. Really? <laughs> oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Whoa. What? Well, uh, oh, wait, that's something else. That's something else. I was going to say. Oh, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. go. Uh, wait a minute. Because he was making, like, what, 200 or 250 a week? Doing uh, two fifty on to uh, Iraqi, which adjusted for inflation is roughly about a thousand dollars in today's money. So if he got less than two fifty, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, it's not a good paycheck. Oh, it was originally called the Party at Kitty and Studs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, see how much money he made on this. There it is. Oh, he had the cover. What year was that? Uh, nineteen. Oh wait, wait. yeah, nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. Yeah. Let's see. To 1970. 1970. Doesn't say. Oh, look at that. The movie was distributed to movie theaters for $10,000 a night, about which Stallone commented, hell, for the 10000 forget the movie. I'll be there myself. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. That's pretty funny. Although, doesn't say. 
I could have swore I. Oh, oh, here I worked two days for two hundred dollars and got my. So he got a hundred dollars a day. That's what I said, right? Did I say he made a hundred dollars? Oh, I think I just said he made a hundred dollars, but it was a hundred dollars. Yeah. Porn uh, is usually a day filming, you know. Nineteen seven. He made uh one thousand three hundred forty-one dollars and thirty-nine cents in today's money. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Yeah, no, that's uh. That's no. <laughs> two hundred dollars for a porno. How much do you think you could get for a porno? Would they be like, "All right, you're you're half the size of a normal human being." Yeah. So, oh, you're oh, you're a hobbit. Fifty oh. bucks. <laughs> yeah. Can you put these feet on? <laughs> Fifty bucks, and we'll cover your meals for a week. Oh my god. Would you do which a porno? hobbit meals are are? Uh, if they offered you like fifty k, would you be like, "All right, I'll do yes. it." Yes. You would do a porno 50K? for fifty k. Yes. All right. You hear that, ladies? <laughs> Any lady that's seeing his nudity on video, you're getting it for free. <laughs> he would, but he, so he would do it for fifty k. Apparently, it is worth fifty k. Yeah. So feel free to uh, offer up some cash. So uh, if someone offered you fifty k, yeah, would you sure. Do Why not? I would do it for a thousand. I would do it for scale. <laughs> I mean, I would never do a porn and be like, "Ooh, don't look at that." I'd be like, "Yeah, that's me." <laughs> do you see that? <laughs> I'm not shy. I don't need a. I don't need a fluffer. Get away. <laughs> I'm fine. I wouldn't know because I wouldn't be. Would you be like for 50k? But like, don't show my penis. Or you'd be like, yeah, do whatever you gotta do. It's 50k. Do whatever you want to do. Really? So if they were like, all right, we're gonna bring in two girls and two guys and you, you'd be like, well, it's 50k. Yeah. And then it'd be like, all right, we're gonna start with uh, you two are gonna peg him one after the other, and then you two girls are never ever gonna touch him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe fifty one k. <laughs> Fifty a thousand and one dollar K <laughs> or fifty one thousand. Fifty one thousand. Oh, you want an extra grand. Yeah. Yeah, for the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, uh excuse me, sir. I cannot get all the way inside this gentleman. <laughs> he's a hobbit. He's literally not large enough. It's my first time. I'm just gonna need a little bit of ice cream <laughs> and a knife to kill myself. <laughs> Would you say for 50K, you would do a porno? Probably, yeah. All right. Uh, go to my GoFundMe. <laughs> I'm raising 50K for cancer. Oh, it's live uh, now. It's live right now. <laughs> it's it's to raise money for cancer. <laughs> Just, and, uh, well, the, the movie's going to be called Cancer. And uh, to heal him of it'll cancer. No, no, to heal you of cancer as a character, <laughs> you have to have sex with two guys mm. while uh, two women watch uh, fully clothed. <laughs> worth would, it. what worth it totally do you think it would really be for 50k would you 51K. rather would you rather have a hundred loyal friends or fifty thousand dollars hundred loyal friends why is that uh they help <laughs> me go to the doctor after no i'm kidding because you could ask me for a buck and you have a hundred yeah <laughs> you do that every month <laughs> that's a hundred thousand dollars a month How's that a hundred thousand dollars a month if it's a dollar a month? You said a yeah. You said a hundred thousand fa- friends. No, I said a hundred friends. Oh, he said a hundred thousand. No, I said a hundred friends. Oh. <laughs> You're loyal. Can I have a dollar? Thanks. Next month, can I have a dollar? Two hundred bucks. You can make twelve hundred dollars a year if you keep at it. <laughs> I would just make something that was a hundred dollars. I'd be like, look, I made this book. It's a hundred dollars. And then they, because they're loyal, they're going to buy it. Mm. So now you just made $10,000. See? See? That's still less than 50K. It is. Get the gays. Bring them in. Let's go. Bring them in. What wouldn't you do for 50K? Mm. 
Murder somebody? Murdered somebody. If you had to pick the ugliest girl you know, all right, would you sleep with her? And what's her name? For 50K? <laughs> yeah. Yes. What's her name? <laughs> I am not going to say. So what you're saying is there is somebody in your life that you feel is ugly. That's messed up. Now, just know every girl is going through their comments and messages and be like, who does he interact with me? <laughs> am I the ugly one? <laughs> Look how he talks to these other girls. I don't get anything. Uh, I'll send him. Oh, you know what? I'll send him a bikini picture. <laughs> he didn't even like it. <laughs> My phone's going off. I am the <laughs> ugly one. <laughs> if some girl came up and he was like, am I the ugly one? Would you lie to her and be like, listen, as long as you feel joy from listening to my music <laughs> and you help me not answer that question, I would feel joy. I mean, I could channel 14-year-old JD. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, if a girl came up and you says, look, am I the ugly one? Would you be honest with her or would you lie? Uh, Let me hear this. Because <laughs> I don't like liars, but go ahead. I would not lie to her. But what would you say? You'd be like, you're the ugly one? I would say everyone is beautiful in their own way. But she's asking if she's the ugly one. Well, if that is the answer that I'm giving. I feel like that is a very obvious That's a statement. lie. Because you're, you're, not, you're not answering the question. You're deviating from the question. You're, you are, in a sense, avoiding the answer. But I gave an answer. It but just wasn't you, one that was desired. You didn't answer their question. And if you were in court, they would, make, they would say to you, answer the question. If I was in court and they wanted a yes or no answer, yeah. well, I would go with what the court said, and I'd be like, yes or no. You would say yes or no? I would say yes, or I would say no. I wouldn't say yes or no. So if she was ugly, and they were like, hey, and I'm under court order. Yeah. And, and she, she was ugly. I'd be like, yes. So what you're saying is you would rather make someone hate themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to say is, well, I find you ugly, but that doesn't necessarily mean you are ugly. I mean, on whole, I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if you ask 10 people, at least one nine and a half of them would say Wait, yes. Is one, of the, is one of the 10 people a midget? No, one of them is on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> like literally just like i don't know maybe you, <laughs> like you know you know you'd be like in seinfeld the good good light bad light girl oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like uh can we can we move can we sit somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> that's good that show would that show would just they would never be able to film that show today and i think that's terrible because that show is hysterical it's just a very good show there's so much stuff in that show where you're just like, how'd they get away with that back then? Because it was, you know, 30 years ago. 30? Was it 30? There's no way. It was in the 90s. Oh, wow. Oh, That's 30 God. years ago. It went like early 90s, right? It had to be in the 90s. Like 91, 92 did it come out? Probably. Yeah, so it's almost 20 years old. It's almost 30 years old. Yeah, but when did I watch it? 95, maybe? Mm. 94, 95. So it was still on the air. Cause it, it was definitely still on the air. It, it, it ended the air. before 2000, right? Well... Or it ended no, 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 no. It actually was. I think they ended it and then they started again. Let me let, let's let's look. Wait, really? look it up. Sign. Or or I think they switched days, one of the two, because it was gonna get canceled. Because the first season did not do very well. Oh, it came out 1989, July wow. 5th, 1989, and it went to May 14th, 1998. 98. Nine seasons. Oh, that makes sense because I was uh I was in. Fl- I was uh, in Florida and they came back and that's when it, yeah, because I was, yeah, I remember watching that last episode going, what the hell did I just watch? What happened? Why are they in jail? I thought it would be hysterical if they all came back as a show a year later because they were supposed to be in jail for one year for all their uh, offenses. <laughs> and then they come back and you're like, I have nothing to really talk about. <laughs> no, 
have been really mm, funny. Just one episode. That would have been an amazing punchline if that was like they had the end of the show, but they had one episode left. Yeah. That came out a year <laughs> a later. A year later. That yeah. would have been that would have been perfect. I would have been like that this is a genius, but instead um, It would be even funnier if it's like thirty years later and they're like, Finally we got it cleared up. <laughs> yeah, we might. Hi, I've changed my sexuality. <laughs> you know? Oh god, that'd be so funny. So if a girl came to you and said you are uh the ugliest man around, how would you react to that? Okay. You would just say okay? Yeah. Would you do something to bring joy to her as it fits into your values? I mean, you'd probably ask her if she wants a snow cone. Oh my god. Or I I'd ask her if she wants yeah. uh, you know, maybe like a heater to thaw out that heart of ice that she has. Oh, that's not mm-hmm. making someone feel good though. Made me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As long as I feel good and people feel good with how I feel. Right. So so you would you would just be like I should be like, all right. You you would you. you wouldn't try to make her feel better? You wouldn't be like, I wanna she bring joy good. I wanna bring joy to this moment by I mean, killing you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you make love to a woman you were not attracted to? Yes. All right, but you told me once that you cannot be attracted to somebody and desire them at the same time. But I believe I convinced you otherwise. Uh, I don't think that's what I said. Yeah, you, to desire someone, you must be attracted to them. Which is literally the same thing. I just... <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what I said. Yeah, you said... You must be attracted to someone to desire them. Or desire them, you must be attracted to them. That you cannot want to have sex with somebody... Unless you're attracted to them. That was the conversation because it was blowing my mind that it was such an absolute because I'm like, it's impossible that everybody that has sex with one another either A, desires them and or is attracted to them. You can lust, which is not the same as desire, right? But you could also, and then I think we talked about like you don't necessarily have to love someone, right, to be attracted to them or desire them. Because all the formulas are just everyone's so different. Yeah, yeah. the the uh, the which one got? It's different for each uh, pairing. Yeah, any if or you're a psychopath, couple, you know, a sociopath or crazy or you know from Australia, <laughs> which is all three of those. <laughs> they're they're psychopaths who are sociopaths that are definitely crazy. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. From Australia. Yes. I don't think New Zealand's. Is that what you call them? Kiwis? Kiwis. Kiwis? Uh, is that an insult? I don't want to insult them because yeah. I like kiwis. I like kiwis too. Not the fruit, but the... the I like the people kiwis and I yeah. like the, 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 the eating kiwis. I have found... Although it, sometimes you can yeah. eat people, I would just not recommend doing it. I mean, you you could... Yeah, I don't understand why you wouldn't. Uh, I will say this. Every New Zealander I've met has always been a great experience. Every Australian person I met has been a terrible experience. Now, I'd like to also point out, I've only ever met a New Zealand. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm making jokes. Uh, clearly, I don't like Australians. No, uh, no, uh, no. They're great. They're great people. Great people. They have zero, zero animals that can kill you on their uh, 
they're a template of You definitely existence. need to check your toilet, your bathrobes, and your shoes before you use any of them. Is that true? Yes. They tell you that? Yes. When you went there, they yes. were like, hey. Check your shoes. Check your towel. Check your shoes. Check your towel. And check the toilet. Yep. So let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to go out into the outhouse, because there's no way they have plumbing. If you had to go to the outhouse. You got to check that shit. You got to check. check your shit. You have to check your shoe. Be like, ah, you got to check that. I've already crapped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Have you, you, you mean you checked your shoes every single time? You were like, ah. I I believe there are times where I didn't, but like, I definitely was like, ah, I'm going to, especially after the first like time I actually saw one of those huntsman spiders in person. I'm like, I'm checking every article of clothing before I put it on now. Did you see like legs hanging out of your shoes ever? No. Thank God. (laughs) Like I think there's something in there, and it no. owns my shoe. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> I want to ask it to pay rent, but I'm just too. You no, know. <laughs> I've decided to limp today. <laughs> Dude, why are you walking off? Well, I only have one shoe on. Uh, <laughs> a spider bought my other shoe. It's bought it. or just moved in? It moved in. It's a squatter. Yeah, it's a squatter. <laughs> He's definitely squatting. What if you woke up with a spider on your face? Oh my god, that would have been terrifying. Those things are giant. They tell you not to move, right? They say you just got to wait until it decides to leave. Because if you move, it'll bite you. Um, probably. Would you just slowly like, oh no, because I could see behind it. Oh damn, you're you're messed up. For $50,000, would you allow me to put you in a room where you fall asleep and then I place a spider on your face? No. For $51,000. Wait, wait, is it a poisonous spider? Yeah, no, it's a big, it's the biggest spider. Oh, no, it's a small spider because those are more poisonous. Well, it depends. And I put it in your nose. <laughs> mm, nope. <laughs> What kind of bug would you allow to be uh, placed on your face? Well, as long as it wasn't venomous or going to bite me. Go ahead. Any bug that wouldn't bite you? Or, or is venomous. Or, or venomous, yes. All right. So like, Because uh, huntsmen's are not venomous, but they will bite you. But a worm? So I could put a worm on your face? Yeah. Whatever. Like a nightcrawler? Yeah. I and guess. like it goes in your nose and stuff? Ugh. And then it grows into your like, and then you have to pull it out of your, uh, you know, your... Uh, your mucus uh, containing uh, nostril holes or whatever. What do you call this up here? Your, Your sinuses? Uh, sinuses, yeah. <laughs> 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 and the, 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 the worm is like, what's going on? This is not what I was expecting. Where's my 50K? <laughs> Why is the worm getting 50K? Because <laughs> he had to go up your nose. He didn't have to do nothing. Uh, yeah, for the 50K, he had to go up your nose. So you're telling me you would tell that, that worm he's ugly. <laughs> Where's the joy in that? Talk about values. Uh, anyway. Good night, everybody. Yeah, I guess that's it. All right, I don't make this stuff up. I'm Thomas J. Beleza. This is J.D. McThomas J. Beleza. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, you could find him at On the Wings of Dragons. With uh, But um, believe it or not, you could actually write makearightlefthere.com, and it'll take you to his site. Uh, uh, makearightlefthere.com. Yeah. It was, <laughs> And he'd be like, wait a minute, <laughs> none of this looks like J.D. McGibney. And I'd be like, that's because it's J.D. McThomas J. Beleza. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm going to make a character that's name is J.D. <laughs> <laughs> McThomas J. Beleza. <laughs> I'll have it written. It's just you pretending to be me. Oh, my God. And uh, Yeah, and it never answers any question. Yeah. <laughs> it just avoids every question. <laughs> every, every question answers. Hey, how with- old are you? Aren't we all old? Why? Wait, what? <laughs> Did you sleep with that woman? It's so weird that like the sky <laughs> is blue. 
<laughs> what are you doing? I don't know if you're asking me philosophically <laughs> or literally. I'm asking you literally. Did you sleep with my sister? <laughs> That's so odd that we like the same shows. <laughs> Your sister I, and I. I think you're avoiding. <laughs> I think you're avoiding the question. But am I? Because like when I was 14, <laughs> I didn't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> like, but now, oh, now is it philosophical? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't think you're going to tell me if you slept with my sister. You don't even have a sister. That's avoiding. <laughs> if you had a sister that was gorgeous, like like a 30 on a scale of 10. That's and, a lot. of. And she numbers. was like, look, let's just have sex once. We don't have to tell anyone. It'll just be between you and me. I mean, at that point, we just have to. And you're do both it like 22, yes. right? What? <laughs> just advertise that. <laughs> <laughs> I slept with my sister. Get a billboard. And she's like, I also slept with my sister. Would you sleep with your sister if she was like, like, like divinely hot? And, you're and she's bo- like, and hey. You're, yeah, and you're both in your 20s, and you're like, look, no one's home. Let's just do it once. Never have to. It's not gonna mess me up. Listen, I would go Lannister on that, and then I would again just get billboards. Be like, yo, I did this. Would you? You wait. You would. You <laughs> would. You really? Would you? Your parents come home. We slept together. Woohoo! <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, that's all right. That's your brother. Yep. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> what? Worth it. So you you would really you would advertise that? Yeah. Why not? Why would you I mean, advertise? I mean, advertising space is cheap at this day. No, it's not. It's expensive. <laughs> I don't understand the philosophy in this. Like, why would you? Why would you tell people that you slept with your sister? Why would? Why would you? Uh, what? Not. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> because it's your sister. Meh. You're not supposed to sleep with your siblings unless they're half siblings that aren't related to you. So. Or if they're siblings. I mean, a step sibling that are from other people. <laughs> Like, I could sleep with your sister if you had one, and that would be okay. I mean, one of my brothers was supposed to be a sister, so you could technically almost sleep with him. So now that you've gone away from the question, I go back to it. You would really, are you seriously saying you would advertise that you slept with your sister? No. Oh, but would you sleep with your sister? Yeah, sure, why not? You would really sleep with your sister? I mean, both of us have big beds. Why would we not sleep in the no, same No, I bed? mean, like, have sex. Oh, probably not. Well, she's like a third. <laughs> she's like a divine beauty, though. Would you sleep with your divinely hot sister? And not tell anyone? Yeah. <laughs> if she's okay with it, <laughs> like it's just we're not having kids. So you wouldn't. You would tell her she's ugly. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm not attracted to you, and she's like, but I'm divinely beautiful. Yeah, I'm not. What so are you're you? not my type. You'd be like, are you gay? <laughs> Here's fifty thousand dollars. Now would you sleep with her? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so you really would sleep with your sister for fifty thousand dollars? Yes. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's terrible. That's, so you're saying she? This sounds very anti-Semitic. So you you don't like her? For, so you're saying you don't like her because for fifty k you would go through with it, but without the money you're like, oh, I just could never picture myself enjoying this divinity. Mm. Is that what you're saying? So fifty k basically make you do whatever blind? you want. Is it too late to choose blind? <laughs> Would you have sex with that man? No. 50K. How often? <laughs> well, now I don't know. Do you want to <laughs> sleep with him? No, I want 50K. But you got to literally have sex with him. Oh, sex? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 50K? <laughs> I thought you meant like take a nap. or so I can nap with someone all day. But for 50K, I would never be caught dead in bed. With Now, would you share a bed with your sister if she was like a divine beauty? Yeah, sure. Like if they're like, "Hey, you guys got to share the bed." Would you be like, and then she like gets naked and lays under the blanket? Would and you? If we s- accidentally have sex while we're sleeping, 
I did not mean to slip into your hole, but I apologize. Here's 50K. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you tell your be like, hey, put some clothes on. We can't sleep in the same bed with you naked. Or would you be like, you'd watch her get naked and then you'd go, you should put clothes on. But slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that one's more entertaining. I'm talking like she's so beautiful. Like she's everything that you've ever wanted in a human being. Uh, personality, physical. She's just divinely beautiful. You're telling me you'd be like, hey, put your clothes back on. We can't. No, because that would just be rude. What if it's really hot in the air conditioner's <laughs> broken? And then we accidentally <laughs> end up having sex while we're sleeping. So what you're saying is nudity is sexual. No. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. If, you know, you're sexualizing your sister. I mean. Keep in mind, he doesn't have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would she be a 30. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so let me get this straight. You would sleep with your sister for free. If she was divinely hot, like a 30 out of, yeah. a, you know, five, then yes. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> would you have sex with her? Yes. All right. That now, is twice as disgusting. Would you go down on her or would you be like, look, we'll just look face to face and we'll make like we're playing the staring contest. If she's a 30, I mean, everything's on the table. Every So she can she can peg you. Sure, why not? You would let her peg you. She's div- if she's divinity right. incarnate, then yeah. Whatever. Now that I got him to officially say all this, let me point out something, ladies. <laughs> if he doesn't let you peg him, <laughs> you are ugly. <laughs> and that's literal. <laughs> Imagine that. I brought my I brought my uh, strap on. Yeah, that's not happening. Oh, I'm ugly. Some of us are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but am I ugly? Well, yep. No, why would I? I wouldn't well, can I peg you? No. <laughs> so I'm ugly. That's so funny that we all can see differently. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm just saying I'm hungry. <laughs> all right, but can I peg you? I don't think that's on the table. What? <laughs> the food that I would like in my belly. <laughs> I think you're avoiding the question. Yeah, it's because you're ugly. <laughs> anyway, just putting that out there. Anyway, uh, we don't make this stuff up. Yeah, I definitely didn't make any of that up. <laughs> <laughs> None of that came out. That was all honesty, ladies. All honesty. <laughs> By the way, I would not sleep with my sister. <laughs> Just, but I would have sex with her. All right. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.